0: So are you wondering what it takes to be an author, to write your own book? Are you wondering how book ideas are developed and how the book process goes from start to finish? Well, I wrote a book every year for four years, and I'm the best-selling author of four books on finance, personal development, and business. And so based on my experience, I'm going to answer the most common questions I get asked about writing a book and becoming an author. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, my name is Bola Shokunbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, the parent company of Clever Girl Author, and welcome to the Clever Girl Author channel. I get asked a lot of questions about my experience with writing books. As I've mentioned, I'm a four-time best-selling author. I've written four books. And so I'm going to be answering the most common questions I get asked, starting with the first question I get asked, which is, how do I find time to write? And this has to be one of the most asked questions I get. And the honest truth is that I am intentional about finding time to write, which means that when I am actively writing a book, I block off time on my calendar so I am a morning writer so I start to start writing before my household gets up, before my kids and my husband start getting ready for the day. So I wake up really early, around 4.30 a.m. or 5 a.m., and I have a one hour block on my calendar. This means I have to get up and sit in front of my computer for that one hour, whether I am inspired to write or not. And that means that sometimes I just have so many words coming out of me, I don't have enough time, that hour is not enough time, and sometimes I just have nothing to write. But either way, I make sure that every single day, I'm on my computer for that one hour our window so I create, I can create consistency with my writing. So the second question that I get asked often is what is the best time of day for me to write and like I mentioned I write first thing in the morning before my household gets up and when the best time it is to write for you really depends on your lifestyle. There are however some times when I write late in the night or I make notes on my phone as I'm out and about during the day so that I can add them into my manuscript when I'm writing for my one hour block. But First thing in the morning is the best time for me personally to write. There is no right time to write. The best time is the time that works best for you where you can have that block of time to really just focus on getting those words onto your manuscript. Question number three is, how do I know what to write? So personally, I like structure. And obviously, before I start writing any book, I have a title, I have an angle. But with structure, I mean that I write every book based on a detailed detailed outline. So before I put any words in my manuscript, I've already outlined what my chapters are going to be. I've outlined the key points I want to convey in each chapter. And if necessary, I've outlined the specific sections that I want to cover in each chapter. And this helps me stay focused and it gives me that structure to know what to write as I get into each aspect of the book. Number four, how long does it take you to write a book? So this is another one of those popular questions. And I would say for me on average, it takes about six months to a year this varies by author but one thing that helps for me to stick to that 6 month to a year timeline is having deadlines and For all of my books, my publisher has given me deadlines, and so I always have that in the back of my mind that I need to complete my book by this time frame. And so working with a deadline, whether you're working with a publisher or you're choosing to just write a book because, uh, can be helpful. You can state that you want to get this book done by this date, and then put those blocks on your calendar every day. You may have a Sunday off or weekends off, but have those blocks, those daily writing blocks on your calendar that will help you work towards that deadline. Question number five that I get asked very often is what is the most difficult part of writing a book? And for me, uh, the most difficult part is that inevitable writer's block. When I just, I can go weeks and not have anything tangible to write, or I'm not happy with what I've written, or I'm deleting what I've written, and that is what makes it really difficult. Um, The way I get past this is by taking a break, so sometimes I need to take a couple weeks off from writing, or just really referring back to my outline and seeing, am I getting stuck because I need to restructure? my structure. And so I would say that writer's block, not being happy with what I've written um, is what keeps me stuck and makes it hard to write. But then, like I mentioned, I try to take that break and look at my outline, determine what I need to restructure, or even talk to my editor who can help work me through the process. Um, For you, it could mean talking to friends Talking to family, talking to people who are supporters of your dream, your goal of becoming an author, that are just going to motivate you and be your cheerleaders and help you get back on track when you take that break. So, if you're enjoying this video, I'd love for you to hit the like button and subscribe to Clever Girl Author. Uh, I would appreciate your support in growing this new platform and stopping by clevergirlauthor.com. We have tons of articles now on how to become an author, writing a book, freelance writing, writing jobs, and more. So, please stop by and check it out. So the next common question I get asked, number six, is did you self-publish or go the traditional publishing route and why so i have had a traditional book publishing deal for every single one of my four books which means i have worked with a mainstream publisher and um when i first started writing my very first book i was writing it with no publishing contract i hadn't even been contacted by or even reached out to a publisher i was just writing the book just because and my intention was to self-publish however um i did get into a publishing agreement for that that first book, and I decided to continue that mainstream publishing for my other books. And the real reason why I chose to traditionally publish versus self publish was really because my books are tied to the brand of clever girl Finance, and I wanted to leverage them as a way of brand awareness and introducing people to the clever girl Finance brand. And one thing that my mainstream publisher had to offer to me was an extensive reach in terms of. Getting the book into bookstores, uh, the ability to to have an audiobook contract, the ability to get the book at online at major retailers, so you can find Clever Girl Finance books. Everywhere books are sold, the audiobooks are on Audible and everywhere else that you listen to um, your audio audiobooks. And it's just really exciting to walk into a Target, for example, or a bookstore and see one of these books there and know that they are working from a brand awareness angle. So that was my intention. Uh, depending on your intentions for your book, you may choose to self-publish because you want to retain more of the profits. Obviously, when you work with a traditional prof- publisher, um, you get paid on a royalty basis they give you a percentage of earnings because they have to cover their own costs, right? So it really depends, but for me personally, I went the traditional publishing route question number seven how did you get your book deal so I was fortunate enough that my current publisher had reached out to me to offer me a book deal which I then negotiated and this was by virtue of the fact that clever Girl finance was already an established brand we had a decent size, decent sized audience and a significant reach and so this was compelling to them was enticing to them to reach out to me to offer me a book deal even though I had already started writing a book with the intention of self-publishing however despite my publisher reaching out to me to offer me a book deal. In order to confirm that book deal, I had to create a book proposal. And that is something that I'll be covering here on this channel. But there also is an article on clevergirlauthor.com on how to write your own book proposal. And essentially, the book proposal is all about what my book is going to cover, why people are going to buy it, why this book is amazing, the competition that exists in the market, and etc. So I had to create a book proposal. And so if you are thinking about pitching to a traditional publisher, you're going to need to create a book proposal, which I have had to create for every single one of my books, and I submitted that to my publisher, had a discussion with them about it, and then got the contract, which I then negotiated. So question number eight, how did you negotiate your book deals, and did you have a multi-book deal for your different books? So each of my books had separate contracts. So no, I did not have a multiple uh, book deal. I went into each contract for just one book and that was by choice. I did not pitch more than one book at a time, even though I had more than one book idea (laughs) from when my first book was discussed. And when it came to negotiation, the focus for me when it came to negotiating each book where number one, uh, my book rights, having the rights to my book, or having the rights to my book come back to me after a certain amount of time. My royalties, which was how much, which is how much I get paid as a percentage on the sales of each book after the publisher's costs have been covered. I also negotiated um, my book advance, which is an advance payment on royalties before um, I started writing or finished writing each one of these books. And finally, I negotiated the inclusion of an audiobook. So again, like I mentioned earlier, one of my intentions. For publishing with a, with a traditional publisher was brand awareness. And so I have a podcast called The Clever Girls Know Podcast. And that particular audience that listens to that podcast is used to hearing my voice. And so I wanted to be able to record my audiobook uh, so that whoever picks up one of these books also gets to hear my voice in alignment with the brand and as another way to further to further brand awareness. One thing to keep in mind when it comes to negotiating book contracts is that there is a lot of focus on the book advance and book advances are great they are they can be one time big lump sum payments but i will say that it is incredibly important to focus on your book royalties because this is an ongoing payment as long as your book remains in In a life cycle as long as your book continues to sell and you want to maximize how much you get paid as a percentage on every sale of your book so yes an advance is great however a royalty is even greater because if your book has a long lifetime then that is ongoing ongoing passive income that you can get paid to you and you want to make sure that you're getting paid as much as you can possibly get and number nine, what important advice would you give a first time author? So I have my notes here and I want to be very specific. So Number one, I will say that if writing a book is a priority to you, you really want to focus on what your topic is going to be and what you want to convey to your end reader. This is what's going to help them keep reading this book to the very end and what's also going to let them tell other people about your book. You have an excellent topic and you have conveyed an excellent message. I would also say that you want to do your research so that you know how to create a good outline, a good structure so that you are on point as you write your book from beginning to end. You know, there are lots of books that I'm sure you have read that people go off on tangents, people go off topic and you're like, "What am I reading?" You want to have a solid outline so that you can convey that message and equip your reader with information and delight them so that again, they can share your book with others. And on clevergoauthor.com, we have an article on how to create a good book outline. Um, I will also say that it is worth working with an editor, a developmental editor, to help just help you identify any gaps in your outline, help you work through grammatical errors, help you uh, fine-tune your plots, finesse your characters, and give you feedback to help you think more broadly about your book based on what you have written. And ultimately, their job is to help you write a better and a really good body of work beyond what you have already created, even though that might be really good. So I have always worked with a developmental editor, Um, I've always worked with a copy editor, and when it comes to the different types of editors, there is also an article on clevergirlauthor.com where you can learn about the different types of editors that you may need, but I would definitely say a developmental editor that can just help you identify the gaps and help you really finesse your body of work so that it can be amazing. And usually your developmental editor has the experience, they're reading it from an outsider's perspective, and they typically will have an unbiased view about what you are writing. Once you start thinking about publishing your book, it's important to consider the pros and cons of traditional versus self-publishing. With self-publishing, you're going to take on the bulk of the cost to publish your book. Uh, Even though you can publish print on demand, um, you're going to take on the responsibility of marketing your book and getting it out there. Uh, With traditional publishing, your publisher will likely do that for you because they have the ability to help you get your book into bookstores, into online retailers, Uh, but you will get paid on royalties, which means that you will keep less of the profit. However, if your book does exceptionally well from a mainstream perspective with a traditional publisher even though you're getting paid a percentage of sales in royalties, it can far outweigh, right, um, far out-earn what you were earning from self-publishing. So you really have to think about it. What is your intention for your book? For me, primarily it was brand awareness, not an advance, not pursuing a specific dollar amount with book sales, even though these books have done really well. So really get clear on them. So really get clear on that. So if self-publishing is your goal because you just want to focus your books on your audience, your existing audience, you've built an audience, you want to retain as much profits as possible, great. Um, If you want to focus on mainstream brand awareness at scale, um, then consider traditional publishing. But again, you want to make sure that you find a publisher that can help you achieve your goals. Finally, I would say if you do choose to go the traditional publishing route, um, create a short list of publishers that you want to submit a book proposal to and start working on having a solid book proposal. Like I mentioned, we have a detailed in-depth article that I wrote on how to create a book proposal on Clevergirl. Finally, I would say pace yourself and enjoy writing the book. Enjoy the process of writing the book and whether you self-publish or you publish in the traditional publisher avenue, being able to have your own body of work, being able to write that book you have dreamt of, it is a huge accomplishment even if you are the only person who reads it, even if you never put it out into the world. So just enjoy the process. Many times learning about another author's journey can be the inspiration and motivation you need to get started on your own. So I hope you have found this video helpful and please tune in to this channel. There will be tons more videos on the topic of writing a book, becoming a writer, building a career in writing and yeah, I would love to have you guys here. So please hit the like button, subscribe and stop by clevergirlauthor.com. I'll talk to you next time.